Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. This week, we are going to be discussing two movies that are both streaming. Um, one is The Beanie Bubble on Apple TV Plus, and the other is a documentary about Beanie Babies um, called Beanie Mania, which is streaming on Max. And it was kind of interesting and fun to watch these. We can get into this after. But, like, after the Barbie of it all, it's just, like, very fascinating and was really hard to compare the two. But (laughs) we can get into that. Um, Light news week this week. I think Jordan has one solo piece of news. So let's hope it's good. Let's hear it. I think it's pretty good. Um, Wes Anderson is going to be making an adaptation of The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, the Raw Dahl short story, and it will be on Netflix on October 13th, and it's starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Rafe Fiennes, uh, Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley, Rupert Friend, and other people. Wow. I did see a... I saw something about this somewhere but it didn't have enough information for me to bookmark it and I meant to look it up and forgot so I'm glad that this was the, your one piece of news um because yeah what I saw was that he was d- working on like six short films which in the Henry Sugar is uh there's like a book of short stories by Roald Dahl the wonderful story of Henry Sugar and six more and the, so there's like six other short stories so like I don't know if he's if he has a contract, like is his contract specifically to make all of those into movies or something? That that would make sense for what I had read, but I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. And I I read this book when I was a kid, and I remember only liking one of them. So and I think this is the one <laughs> that I liked. <laughs> Even more interesting. The plot thickens. <laughs> All right. That was a pretty good piece of news. Um, okay. So as previously mentioned, the theme of this episode is Beanie Babies. And as two children of the 90s, um, it was very fun to, to get in touch with our inner children and <laughs> inner child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and remember the Beanie Baby craze. Um, and both of us were into Beanie Babies. So for our top three, we're going to rank our favorite Beanie Babies that we owned. Yes. Which, okay. Th- I had a ton of Beanie Babies, so it's actually kind of hard to pick only three. I didn't realize how many Beanie Babies I had until watching these and they would like show a different Beanie Baby. I'm like, oh yeah, I had that one. Oh yeah, I had that one. Oh yeah, I had that one. Yeah. <laughs> or if I didn't have it, one of my siblings had it. Like, we all had distinct which ones were ours, which is so funny. Mm-hmm. But like, and we, we only had a couple like matching. Like we had just all different Beanie Babies, and it makes my parents sick to their stomachs. <laughs> we had like giant bins full of Beanie Babies. Like I, I guess you could try and figure out like mathematically how many were really in each of those bins, but it was like hundreds. 
and my mom finally was like we I can't I can't look at these anymore like it really makes me ill to look at all these beanie babies <laughs> but she let us pick ones that we were like emotionally attached to and I did pick quite a few I was like I'm keeping these and who knows what'll happen to them someday I'll be buried with them maybe but it is funny to me that even now I still had ones that I felt an emotional attachment to <laughs> the cushioning in your casket is just beanie babies <laughs> sounds cozy honestly (laughs) I love that yeah we'll definitely have to post the picture of your beanie baby collection on socials for sure um okay what are your top three um my top three are let me check their names one of them is named blizzard it's like the white it's like the white tiger one that has blue eyes. Show it to me on camera. Yeah, I do have them. I did pull them out of my storage last night after, as I was watching the documentary. <laughs> so I do have them next to me. <laughs> this would be one of the times when it would be good to have be filming ourselves recording an episode. I know. Oh well. <laughs> it's this one. Cute. It is cute. I feel like um I had different animal ones that I liked and didn't like. Like I didn't really care about like the bunny ones or even the some of the bears. You yeah. know, those were like really in demand. But I always liked kind of like the cat ones, like panthers and stuff. And then I really loved this the owl one named Hoot. Oh. It's really cute. Cute. I didn't have either of these. Just adorable. And then my, I think my number one favorite one was the little sea otter one. Look how cute this one is. Oh, it still has the it, tag. That's impressive. I was going to ask if yours all still had tags or not. And this is old because I remember as a kid when they switched to Comic Sans for their font, they weren't always, mm-hmm. this is like, it's not Helvetica, but it's something similar. Wow. Pre-Comic Sans on the tag. So it's legit, but it's a very dirty tag. And this one's name is C- oh my gosh this this is this is a it's a kind of in rough condition but it's loved <laughs> and that's all <laughs> please oh go gosh, I feel I, I feel vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> well you I I mean I don't have mine with me right here right now and I tried to call my mom before recording this podcast but she didn't answer um, wow calling her and out of course she called me back while we were recording um but I was because I wanted to know like did she ever have to like fight someone to get a beanie baby (laughs) or something or like what that process was like (laughs) um but anyway my favorites were um number three I said rainbow the chameleon I think that was like my most prized I remember one. that one that one was cool it was so beautiful yeah. all the rain I don't think I had any rainbow ones they were really pretty though they were so pretty um number two of course gotta give it up to princess diana bear of course still have that one today when they read the poem um, in I think it was the documentary when they read the poem they wrote for it I was like that's weird <laughs> but i mean i think that that is probably the most iconic of all the beanie babies is the princess diana bear well it was so interesting in the documentary when they showed um 
that guy who's like made a whole library of every single beanie baby mm-hmm. and said like that's the page that gets the most hits are people googling like how much is my princess diana be- beanie baby worth wow and i've googled that many times yeah. so i've been that i've been on that page <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um and then my number one i was trying to remember the ones the beanie babies that were actually bigger and like stuffed like yeah were those just called beanies i it's so funny if you if someone like broke in here and went in my closet they would be like what kind of freak is this (laughs) recently i my parents were like please you have to take all this crap that we are keeping in your in our house for you your kids stuff and so i have a bin of like precious stuffed animals from when i was a kid and in my closet in addition to these beanie babies that i found and one of them is the flamingo of the bigger version of the beanie but it's different because it's like fuzzy it's like oh interesting i'll have to i'll have to show it to you but it's like kind of different than the beanie texture of like the yes softness yes um well i had a large version of snort the bull and i was stop in love with it i took it everywhere i went like on vacation yeah oh my gosh you know what's funny is that one of my notes from watching the documentary because it's it's like one of my biggest beanie baby memories is that because is that the one that was like red and have like horns and stuff or something Mm -hmm. i remember this was because beanie baby craze happened when we were living in dallas and one of the places that sold beanie babies was cracker barrel and we heard because like our family was not like the families in the documentary like but we did hear from someone that cracker barrel was selling retired beanie babies and (laughs) specifically had that bull and we like didn't go or something and i always have remembered that we didn't get that bull so that is so funny (laughs) i got it wow i love that those bigger ones they're cute and they're like i like how big they were like i don't know why those weren't as in demand you know probably just more money Yeah, it's very interesting well and interesting because they were like the most popular ones and they had to well i guess i don't know how true this is because this was in the movie and the movie we the movie even at the beginning specifies that like it's loosely based on true s- stuff and then they've f- filled it, it with a bunch of s- not true stuff for drama yeah but they like it seemed like the beanie babies um were not that popular until they were like made it seem like it was more of a like exclusive thing and then that kind of swapped it and made the beanie babies way more popular mhm um anyway the movie so like we mentioned it's like based off the true story but also it's a little bit confusing on like what's real and what's not because they also the movie is supposed to technically focus on like the women behind the beanie baby corporation um and it's starring Elizabeth Banks, Sarah Snook, our girl Shiv, and uh, Geraldine Viswanathan, who I love. And then Zach Galifianakis is, plays Ty. Um, 
So it was a great cast, but wow, was I not interested in this movie. I was like, this story is so interesting. And like, I feel like it has interesting aspects, but like the way they went about this movie, there was like time jumps a lot and it just was boring to me. I totally agree. I firstly, the time jumps did really confuse me and throw me off. They, that was not very, uh, well organized or something. And I really did feel bored. Like I just, it was just a very basic bland movie. I think that the actors were all doing a pretty decent job. I think it was just like the story and like the way that they fit things together like the making, like the craft of the movie was just was like not compelling, even though it is an interesting story that we all remember pretty vividly, clearly, like look at all these random memories that you and I have of Beanie Babies and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It was just not, it was just not very good. Yeah. And like that, I didn't know anything. I've never, I never knew that about anything about Ty. I didn't know that it was a, the company was a person named Ty. I thought like it was an acronym or something. I didn't either, which is another thing that I was going to say is that like, I remember as a kid, I was always torn on if it was a Ty Beanie Baby or a T.Y. Oh. And I think I always said T.Y. I had no idea mm. it was like a person. So I learned something new, I guess. But yeah, it was slightly educational. <laughs> I mean, he seems like a very interesting character. And I so I almost kind of think that it would have been more interesting if it were from his actual perspective. Yeah, this is like the one time maybe we needed more of the male perspective than the female <laughs> perspective. I I thought it was just like it's interesting to me and I thought this like with the Barbie movie too. Um, like in the Barbie movie and in real life, how like Mattel has like all male leaders and then kind of same with this, that like it was this like stuffed animal business was like run by this man. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I just think that that is really interesting and like odd. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just... It seemed like there was interesting stuff there, but it wasn't done in an interesting way. Yes. I'm just like revisiting different parts of the movie <laughs> as you're talking. That I'm, <laughs> like, that I'm like, rein- it totally reinforces kind of what you're saying. Something that was hard for me was like, I, if they'd expanded on him a little bit better, maybe it would have made more sense of why he was like so hypnotizing to all these women too because that was kind of unbelievable for me because he really gave me the ick from like the Mm -hmm. first time you meet him in the movie and so that was kind of um yeah hard to believe like him and sarah snook's character went from like hating each other to being engaged in like one second i was like what happened (laughs) that was very weird (laughs) my first note from the movie is do i buy sarah snook as a not rich person (laughs) (laughs) honestly no she just seems rich yeah Um, oh it's so true one other thing the by the end what i my note is it's giving welcome to chippendales which i also didn't like but was also an interesting story that i wish were better and i yeah i kind of just like 
uh, would have maybe liked the, like a documentary version. We got a documentary, but I think maybe I would like a documentary about Ty and all these women in his life over the years and Beanie Babies and stuff. I feel like maybe having like firsthand accounts would have been more interesting or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and my last complaint about the movie is that like for something that's filmed mostly like in the nineties or like early two thousands, like the, it didn't seem like any of the like set design or outfits really matched that time. No, which was really confusing. And like, I feel like having a movie about the beanie baby craze, like that would be half the fun is doing all of the outfits and stuff. So I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, as far as the documentary on Max called Beanie Mania, um, it was interesting because this was more of, of the perspective of the consumer rather than like the corporation. Um, so I definitely related to that more. Totally. Um, I liked it better. I did feel like it got a little bit repetitive and sometimes they like ended somewhere where I was like, I don't really understand how we got there. But, um, it was definitely more interesting. Mm-hmm. I, to me I liked it a lot better I think we we figured out we watched them in reverse order I watched the documentary and then the movie and Taylor did the reverse and I I kind of I wish now that I'd done it in reverse because I did I wish I'd ended on the documentary because I did enjoy that more um one of my notes for the movie was I'm mad I wasted my Sunday night on this <laughs> but I, and if I'd ended on the documentary I would have been happier um but it is funny that it was a little repetitive and it's only 80 minutes long. So that is kind of funny. It probably could have That's been even shorter. Wild. But I'm glad they didn't try to yeah. stretch it out into like two, like a mini series or something. It did not need to be that. It's just like pretty quick 80 minute documentary. Um, and yeah, I thought it, I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah, I did too. Like if I were to say, watch it, watch one of these, I would say, watch the, documentary over the film big time big time agree bummer because had everything there but yeah it just felt a little lazy with what they have you know good actors and stuff Uh uh-huh and it was just very meh yeah it was just it's so interesting to i already mentioned the barbie of it all but i was also comparing it and thinking about air the nike one okay and so we're just kind of in this age of a lot of movies where they're like talking about a corporation's upbringing and like they all kind of, I think that's why I like the Barbie movie so much is because like it was just totally a different way and kind of didn't follow the exact like step-by-step here's how you do this kind of movie Mm -hmm. where like air and this movie felt very much in the same vein of like how it's done and i would even i liked air better than this too but um but also like i'm already a little bit exhausted from it and i'm worried from the all the talk about all the movies mattel is working on and yeah all of that so like in air was so popular. I actually haven't seen it yet, but I did see that it's on prime. So I'm going to watch it. Oh, I interesting. It in the theaters, okay. but, um, air was very popular. And so how many more backstory 
things like this are we going to get? Like that formulaic, like, oh, I, I, I'm not going to do an impression of what I was thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Well, it is, it is interesting because I feel like it's the same formula as most sports movies. 100%. Um, yeah. And so it's kind of refreshing to have the topic be something other than sports. Um, but yeah, I think it needs, still needs some more refreshing and like something new and fresh. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Remember there's, uh, I think like Jerry Seinfeld and other famous people are involved with like the history of the pop tart. That's a movie that's going to come out. Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. And it's kind of like, what? Like, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like, are they going in thinking of something that everyone likes and everyone grew up with? Especially like our age group that now are in our thirties. And so it's like, we are having nostalgia. It's like they're capitalizing. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was just going to say they are capitalizing on our nostalgia and like it worked so well with Barbie. They're going to keep doing it. Yeah. And just beat it to the ground. Yeah. Without maybe thinking like, how compelling is this? And is there like a new way we could deliver this content, package this for people and being like, mm-hmm. no, let's just do it. The, the Let's get big names. And this is the easy way. Let's just do it. People love pop tarts. People eat pop tarts still. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, I love pop tarts, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm fine. Their history being a mystery and mm-hmm. except for like a late night Wikipedia <laughs> scroll, you know? Name title of up. Let their history Let be a their mystery. Let history be a mystery. <laughs> Let the beanie baby uh. mystery history be a mystery. <laughs> Bars. Okay. Well, um, with all that said, who is your crush of the week? Oh my gosh! What else have I been watching? <laughs> hmm. You go first. I'll go first because I haven't been able to watch anything else. So I'm really, I'm stuck to these two movies we watched. Um, so I'm going to give it up to Geraldine. I just like really like Geraldine as an actress. And I really loved that for like one of the first movies she was in um, Blockers. I remember and you being a stan of her for ages. You're like a, for sh- an OG yeah. stan for real. Yeah, I've really liked her, and so um, I want her to be in more stuff. That's a great answer. Um, Am I allowed to go into movies for my crush? Go ahead. Okay, well, I did. We we reviewed Theater Camp when it was at Sundance this year, and I did go again and see it in the theater this week, and I still loved it, by the way. Love that. It was very funny. Good. And the theater was laughing too. It was fun to watch it with other people instead of alone Love in my that. room. And I just like, I just am so obsessed with Jimmy uh, Tatro or Tatro. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he is just such a funny, weird actor that I wish, I hope maybe is in more stuff from this. I think he's actually he's actually in a sitcom that one time my parents were watching and I was like, what? With like Topher Grace that's like currently on. And I was like, oh, is he like successful in in like the <laughs> mainstream like uh, network comedies? Didn't know that. But 
he's just so that whole movie cast is so good especially the kids but i love him and um yeah everyone should go see it because my theater was a little empty (laughs) we were all laughing but we were few in numbers so everyone go see it that's all that matters yeah um yeah pass on the beanie bubble go see theater camp in theaters (laughs) yeah uh, all right well thank you for letting us geek out over our childhood beanie baby obsession it was fun and nostalgic it, w- it really was and fun. a little boring <laughs> <laughs> some of it was boring some of it was fun yeah oh one last thing i was gonna say about the documentary is i loved that like i don't know what it's called but like in a documentary when they have like little snippets of like clips like while someone else is talking so it's not just talking heads the whole time they like had mm-hmm. a bunch of like beanie baby setups where like the beanie babies were the ones like like a reenactment <laughs> surfing the web <laughs> i and i thought that was really funny i did also like which beanie baby they would pick to be in the name card for everybody and sometimes it was one where they were like they mentioned like seconds before my favorite was this. And then it would be like that beanie baby with their name next to it. And sometimes it would be like a pig or something. It's like, is this like a pointed <laughs> choice? I liked that. I was like, wow, I wish that were my job picking which beanie baby represents each of these people in this documentary. <laughs> like, did they ask the people they interviewed if what beanie baby they wanted to be theirs? Because I'm sure they oh. had, I'm sure they were very opinionated about that. I have no doubt about that. So I like to think that they did. They probably did. Oh, we'll have to end on the, um, the, all I have to say is the beanie rap. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I had never seen that or heard of it. And it was very wild. It was shocking. And that is in the documentary, not the movie. (laughs) So, so that go watch the documentary just for the beanie baby rap or Google it. I'm sure it's the first hit on YouTube. Yes. (sighs) wow it's truly wild very very all right well thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week bye bye